Welcome to Push the Shout, episode eight, coming at you live from our bedrooms. I'm Skippy Sigmatic. I'm Brutalkin Powder, Mike. And uh, we are here to talk about video games and even chat with you guys. I don't really know how we're going to manage the chat or whatever. I don't know if we're going to be interacting with it much until the end. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll wing it. Um, but uh, for now, I guess we'll just jump straight into it. Uh, talk about what we've been doing for the last week. So I just started playing Dragon Age Inquisition, and that has absolutely nothing to do with the crack for it just coming out yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I swear. But De Nouveau was cracked a while back. It took a little longer for them to get a working uh, crack for, for Dragon Age Inquisition up. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of it. It's better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I after Dragon Age two, I was really expecting some terrible schlock, but it's actually a competent looking game. There's a lot of weird stuff, like cutscenes are locked to thirty frames per second, or maybe even less. It looked like, like really really choppy compared to the rest. But then if characters aren't in one of these scenes where it kind of uh, locks to the camera angles and if you're they're just talking then all their animations play at whatever frame rate your monitor supports so it's a really weird decision i'm not sure why they did that um i don't think it was a decision <laughs> well you know lack of whatever it's compromise strange. i guess it's strange because they they clearly can the animations do play at good frame rates for for everything else it's only when they are moving the camera around that it does that and it's probably just a matter of a lack of effort and you can really tell that it it's a port through and through um dragon age origins the first one was had really good pc controls it seemed like it was built for pc first maybe or at least they put a lot of care into how it would play on the pc this is the complete opposite the controls with keyboard and mouse are absolute ass um like you have to hold down right click to move your camera around even though it would be totally natural to just kind of do it with a mouse yeah. or something. and it just doesn't it doesn't feel good but i switched over to a controller and it's it's way better that way um so yeah it's it's kind of good but there's a lot of fetch quests a severe lack of direction uh i don't know it's shaping up to be good it's good enough that i'll probably buy it i'm not one to just pirate things just because i don't want to pay for them um i was burned on dragon age 2 like basically everybody else who bought that game at full price was so yeah i wasn't gonna throw money blindly at bioware again but they've they've earned the, the purchase i mean it's not a bad game so far but it's definitely absolutely no way in hell a game of the year um so yeah, yeah. that's that's dragon age i'll probably be playing more of that as the week goes on been watching more of a show called welcome to the nhk i'm about to the end of it now it's a really tragic story it's this this kid or not really a kid but guy who's a shut-in a neat as they say and he's just basically at, at the at the breaking point just completely cut off from from the rest of the world and then this girl tries to help him out of this and it it tumbles out of control it goes wrong it winds up making things worse and it, it's this really tragic story but I'm, I'm digging it i really like it it's got great atmosphere and a fantastic soundtrack too i'm 
I think they got like an American band to do the um to do the music for it and it shows like they, it's a really good soundtrack. Uh so yeah, that's been good. I'll probably polish that off too. And then we'll talk more about this I guess in the news, but I've been playing Dark Souls 1 again today because just today the Steamworks update for Dark Souls 1 came out. And so now you don't ever have to touch games for Windows Live ever again. It's a Yay. time to celebrate. But I actually, for a while, I couldn't get online to work. Like that's the the one thing it was meant to fix. But for like several hours, it it would um it would not find any matches or it wouldn't find any other player signs on the ground or anything. But I also uh, I heard it was region locked. It is, but. I I've read that that has something to do with the default way Steamworks works that by default Steamworks region locks everything and then you have to like explicitly turn it off. So that's probably it. I mean the original wasn't yeah. region locked. So it would be really strange for them to go back and make it region locked. I'm I'm pretty sure it's just an oversight. But in case you're listening and you want to know how to make that transition you gotta launch the game, log into Games for Windows Live. That'll automatically transition all your stuff. Log back out and enable the beta for Dark Souls, and then you're good to go. So yeah, this is gonna be Dark Souls and Dragon Age this week probably, and I guess also in more real life stuff, uh, finals week. But thankfully, because I'm like one of my majors as a writing major, so most of that stuff is just revisions of portfolio assignments that I've been working on over time. So it's not like a big crunch at the end. And I've gotten most of my tough stuff out of the way. A calculus exam, that's the biggie. That's done. So I've just got like days of absolutely nothing to do. So may as well fill them with some mind rotting video games. I love that finals week for you is like, oh, I've got nothing to do yeah, now. Yeah, it's it really is. Like I everybody else is stressing out around me and I just can't relate, but I can empathize. Anyway, that's my week. <laughs> All right. Um well, I will pull up my thing here to remind myself what I've done this week. Um I got through a lot more of Peace Walker. I actually just sat down and played it for several hours and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um it's it's interesting. I, I still don't really know how I feel about managing the uh, the mother base, the outer heaven. I, it's there's things I like about it and things I don't like about it, which is probably the most popular opinion. Uh, I I like getting back from a mission and like going through. Okay, here's the people you recruited and assigning them or whatever. Even though assigning them is basically just. Like there's even an auto assign button because assigning them is just like, okay, their highest bar is in medical. So I'm going to assign them to medical, but it's still, there's something satisfying about recruiting people and assigning them to positions and like getting your new weapons by, by actually researching them instead of it just saying new weapon unlocked or something like that. Um, the, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I need to finish it before Thursday because I plan on, uh, streaming Ground Zeroes on Thursday when it comes out and having fun with that. And I, I want to complete Peace Walker before I get to it. So I'm going to have to crunch. I'll probably start playing more of it tonight, actually. I didn't play Peace uh, Walker before Ground Zeroes and I was I was fine. They like summarize all of yeah. Ground, or Peace Walker at the start of Ground Zeroes. 
I just I just want to complete it, you know. I mean, technically, it's a sequel to Peace Walker, and just like I know that that's probably mostly irrelevant, even though there's like a couple of characters that return. But still, I don't know. It, it would be nice to get it out of the way before I start Ground Zeroes. But uh, yeah, uh, having fun with it. Um, let's see. I, I mentioned on here that I'm playing more CS:GO because I can't stop playing that fucking game. <laughs> I've ranked up to Master Guardian One now, right. and. Uh, I've run into more and more hackers, like people who are kind of obviously hacking. Like there was one guy and he was just sniping people through walls and stuff like that. And it was like, uh, I guess, I guess once you get to this kind of rank, it's where people are ranking up their friends or trying to do stuff like that. And, and, and you, you run into these hackers right before they get banned. And, and at the lower ranks, you're not even playing them because they're already ranked higher than you are or something. But uh, I'm just seeing a lot more of them, but I'm having fun with it. Never, never stop having fun with CSGO, even though it, pisses me off to no end and makes me angry at people I otherwise like. <laughs> um, uh, Sopranos. I, uh, last, no, night before last, I, um, I convinced my family to watch the Sopranos, the pilot episode of the Sopranos, because it's a really good show and I know they'll Have like it and it? I know that anyone would like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I finished watching it, uh, I would say six months ago, maybe a little less than that. Um, it's one of the my favorite things ever. I, it's it's fantastic in every way, pretty much. I, I love that show. Um, I gotta put that on my list. I haven't seen that yet. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I I don't know. There's there's not much to say about it really. It's just really really great. Uh, and I think my family's just gonna really like it too. Um, let's see. I uh, over the weekend, the armor group I play with, armor feeling, we uh, we played a battle royale mod for arma 3 and if you're not aware of what battle royale is it's kind of an interesting it's not it's not a unique concept but it is the first time i've seen it done in a video game it's basically just it's battle royale or hunger games where you get dropped into an area with a bunch of other players and you have to like find weapons and try to kill each other and the way it keeps the action packed is by slowly constricting the area. So, like, every five minutes, the area will constrict to a smaller circle, and everyone has to be inside the circle to survive. That's kind of cool. Uh, so, by the end, like, you're all in a little area, and most people are dead. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's neat. You spend most of it dead. Like, if you're trying to play with friends, which is what we were doing, if you die at the beginning, you're just going to have to wait until everyone's done, which, luckily, we were playing, like, a almost like a deathmatch version of it where it was in a really small area. But normally, like the normal Battle Royale servers that you find publicly are in this this island that's like three miles long. So uh, it can take a really long time to get through a game. But if you die, you can just go to another server. So it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I just thought I'd mentioned it because it's, it's a neat mod. If you have Armor 3, you should check it out. Just, just search for Battle Royale. Uh, I think you have to download it first, but... Uh, join a battle royale server and just it's it's fun it's kind of it's what i like about arma which is that it, it lets you do interesting ideas like that um i played some i racing my dad actually the only game my dad plays uh is i racing which is kind of it's definitely the most hardcore driving simulator um there is basically uh it's a subscription service and you have to like buy the tracks and buy the cars and stuff. I, I hate their pricing model, but at the same time it kind of makes sense because you're you're buying like a really premium product. Uh, it's, it's, it's the best simulation there is. Uh, my dad's got the seat and the wheels and the pedals and the pedals have like force feedback and everything. I mean like really nice setup. And, uh, 
And I don't know if I've actually mentioned it here or even to you, but I, I race cars uh, occasionally and it's off season right now, but it's about to be in the springtime. I'm going to be racing again, probably. So it's actually a, it's actually really useful to practice using the simulator. Uh, it's not a, it's not one to one. It's not the same at all as driving a real car, but it's 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 really good for learning the tracks. But it's also just good for generally building your car control because the fact that you can't feel the car like slipping out from under you me means that you have to learn how to react to something happening before it actually happens. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't recommend that anyone play iRacing. <laughs> before, uh, before we move on, it's, it's not a before we move game. on to the next item, I forgot to mention this during my week, but it's a pretty big deal, and it's on the topic of racing games. It's a game called Distance. Have you heard of that? Never. It's really cool. It's the coolest racing game I've ever played, and I really hate racing games generally. It's like a combination <laughs> of like F Zero and Tron and a little bit of Kirby Air Ride too. It's so cool. Wow. You go super fast in these ridiculous tracks and what you do is you kind of hop off the track and rotate your car and you can stick to walls and ceilings. So you'll be driving along the track and then a ceiling is above you and then you pop up and latch yourself onto the ceiling and keep going and you kind of fly through rings and stuff. It's really awesome. It's that does sound this amazing presentation. It it's so cool. I, I had to mention that game. I probably played like eight hours of it or so. It's great. It's what was really it called? Distance. And it's right. they they have it DRM free too. So it's the it's really good model. I'm glad that to see more people doing DRM free stuff. So they deserve your cash. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that sounds neat. Um but yeah, iRacing, it's a it's a racing simulator through and through. Like don't don't get into iRacing if you're looking for a fun experience because you're basically it's only for like enthusiasts. Um and I played at the beginning of the week I played uh Transistor. I probably got around a third of the way through that game, I would estimate. Um I really like it. It's really neat. I like it a lot more than Bastion. Oh, I, um, I like it too. I, yeah. I actually never completed Bastion. Not not that I don't like it, but it just never it never grabbed me. Um but Transistor I definitely plan on completing. Uh just the soundtrack alone to that game is good enough to to praise it as a whole like it, the soundtrack fits their art style and the atmosphere they're going for so well and uh i just i like everything about it it's it's fun to play too i really like how you're kind of combining abilities um it's not the first game that's ever done something like that but it's it they do it well and uh i don't know have I, you read the description it's fun yes yeah, yeah like it, every that's kind of every ability they're called functions in the game they're like the they're called traces they're basically the souls of of real people and then their personalities kind of inform what these functions the digital remnants of their soul do it's really cool it's really awesome yeah it's a neat idea it's a good way to it's almost a dark souls way it's it's way there's way more explanation than dark souls but i i would think it's almost like a dark souls way of of getting your lore across um but it's 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 fun. I recommend it to anyone, honestly. Like it's 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 a great game, and uh, and and it's a game also that I I've been looking up the soundtrack outside of playing the game, which is pretty rare for me. Yeah, Darren Korb is a the master of video <laughs> soundtracks. But I, yeah. I the the system with the abilities, it can't be understated how cool it is. Like every ability can either be an active 
attack a modifier for an active attack or a passive ability and then each combination has different effects too they really thought it out it's cool it's cool stuff yeah it's it's a it's a good game it it definitely should have won some awards in the game awards um, oh, it i'm kind of disappointed that, that it wasn't even nominated for some that it obviously deserved uh, it should have yeah, easily that's... knocked uh dark souls 2 and and uh dragon age off the game of the year list yeah yeah definitely um but anyway um I don't know why I don't know why I haven't heard that much about the like Bastion you Bastion was all over the place when it came out like everyone was talking about it and then Transistor came out and I think it's the superior game and nobody's talking about it I, I don't know how that happens but um anyway um I guess we'll move on to news uh I only put one thing on here because I was kind of rushed for time uh and also I don't remember much happening because all the news <laughs> got out of the way last weekend uh but uh, the uh, the headline, I think this actually happened today, or I've, at least this is the first I've seen of it, that uh, the Hatred game, the the Kill Innocence Simulator, uh, was pulled from Steam Greenlight, um, which I wasn't aware that it was a Greenlight game. I guess I guess they didn't. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It was on Steam Greenlight, and uh, and Valve pulled it away and said, I think they said based on feedback. Um, from the, the green light community, they, they removed it, which is, <laughs> uh, it seems not, I don't know, not entirely honest, but at the same time, I can't say that I, th- some shit has come to light about the brutal, uh, or hatred. I, I would say brutal because of you, uh, the hatred, um, developers, and it's kind of a lot of rumors and not a lot of facts, but have you heard about this at all? Is it the rumors that they're like skinheads or? Yes. Yeah, it's bullshit. Or... Yeah, I, I I did a, a minimal amount of research, but from what I found, actually from a Kotaku, I'm not Kotaku, a Polygon. What's the difference though? Uh, a Polygon article. Po- Polygon was apparently one of the first to. Well, they they wrote a lot about <laughs> hatred and its problematic ways, uh, but they actually ran an interview uh, with. Or at least they quoted the hatred developers concerning the rumors that they are neo Nazis or neo Nazi supporters or something like that. Um, uh, apparently, it's all based on a Facebook page that the creator or one of the creators of the game liked, oh, come on. which was like a Polish hate group who went around defending women from Muslims. Apparently, I don't. That's know. weak. It sauce. sounds it sounds really bizarre, but like, yeah, I, I. Don't think like I'm sure that you could go through what I've liked on Facebook, and ha- first of all, half of them are probably accidental likes, and the other half are just stupid shit that I didn't even think about before I clicked like. And so, who fucking knows why he? I it, people are so quick to jump to conclusions, and accusing someone of being a neo-Nazi is a really, really, really serious accusation, and uh, just feel like that's kind of silly. Um, but at the same time. People are people are criticizing Valve of uh, censorship, which no. Valve is a private company. They can choose who who they sell, like who they do their business with, and everything. Like if they 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 have they're completely within their rights to remove that game for any reason from their platform. Uh, so shut up. That that's Valve's decision. I, uh, I guess it's a total biscuit. Said something about 
some other game that got pulled from somewhere. Oh, it was GTA Five from Australian Targets. Yeah, and yeah, that also happened. I think that you can acknowledge that it's within their right as a private company to not sell anything they don't want to sell, but you can also then criticize the reason that it was pulled. Like you don't blame, um, you don't blame the 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 company trying to you know achieve their bottom line for pulling it from the shelves you ban the consumer pressure that or sorry you you critique the consumer pressure that made them do it in the first place which i think it's probably a little less you know clear cut for hatred because grand theft auto 5 you know it has a reason to exist it, it's clearly a good product and the violence is tertiary or at least the violence toward women is tertiary and 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 a lot of the complaints that people have about gta 5 are factually are, wrong yeah like like people not realizing that there are satirical elements in the game like people saying it's sexist because there's commercials on the game that like that say obviously sexist things but clearly those commercials are are parodies i it's really obnoxious yeah like this this i'm more okay with because I can. It's really obvious that it's an offensive game. I'm gonna buy it when it comes out, <laughs> and I'm gonna do it whether it's through Steam or anything else. And because now it's easier than ever to sell your games independently. But yeah, I mean, if you're literally, if the premise of your game is kill as many innocent people as possible, if that is the point, then you should at least expect some online vendors to be not willing to sell it or put it on their stores yeah like at the same time it'd be better if the developer could more conveniently sell their product but they don't have a right to and it's not like we can't understand why they would pull it they should have seen yeah, this coming people are people are uh accusing valve of having a double standard because there's so many other like green light is full of fucking ridiculous shitty games made by 12 year olds that that do feature things like killing innocent people and stuff like that. Um, but they don't have the publicity that this game has and, and publicity does matter whether you like it or not. Like that's, that is the reason they pulled the game is because of the publicity probably. Uh, so you can't compare it to this game that has three green light followers and, and, and is made by a 12 year old and all the green light followers are his immediate family. Like that's, it's not, it's not a fair comparison. And, uh, and then, but people, people are also saying like, well, Postal and you know all these classic like murder simulator games are still on Steam even though and now Hatred's been pulled before it's even uh, released. I think that that is a more valid argument, uh, but I also think that those games are less overt about like Hatred is about a crazy person going on just a a massacre rampage and and this is a time in the United States where people are very touchy about that kind of thing and. Uh, yeah, I I don't blame Valve for wanting to pull it, and and then they're totally within their rights. Uh, I don't, I I do blame uh, people who, people are jumping to conclusions about that game before it's out. Like I know that it seems very obvious what that game is. Uh, I think it's possible that there is maybe some hidden motives or hidden even hidden commentary. Uh, we don't know. We don't know yet. All we've seen is like what one trailer, two trailers. I think it's just the one. So, the... yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. People are, are 
I don't know. People really want to get their panties in a bunch over something, and 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 hatred's easy to get your panties in a bunch in both directions. Like you've got, I think you've got people being ridiculous on both sides on this one, which is a very common theme on the internet. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, I, it's like it's. I don't know. You, there's no way to blame Valve for for wanting to pull it. If if yeah. they get so many people saying I'm morally offended by you keeping this on your store, they as a company they have to acknowledge that they can't ignore it. And it's you know they don't have that same kind of pushback for something like Postal because it's been out for years and years. It's not a it's not a thing. So I don't know. It's just you can't go into the things like these talking about it morally or politically first. The at the end of the day, it's a company with a bottom line to protect, and you can't expect anything different. Yeah, and and there's someone in the comments right now talking about it being a double standard because of Manhunt, GTA, Postal, etc. That's what we're talking about right now. It's 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 in some ways you're right, there, but especially not in the case of like GTA though. I, I don't see how that's a double standard because the the goal of GTA isn't to murder innocent people in a, a literal rampage but uh it, it 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 those games don't have the same publicity and they weren't released at the same uh hot button issue time that that this game's being released they just don't have the overt offensiveness of this game they don't i, I don't think it's a double standard as much as just they're pulling hatred as a response to uh, probably a shit ton of complaints of it being up on Greenlight. And I don't know, you can dislike the company all you want for that, but it's not censorship and it's totally within their rights. And, and I'm fine with what they've done, frankly. Like, who gives a shit? Right. And uh, at the end of the day, if you have a problem with it being pulled, then the only solution is to apply your own pressure to Valve. If if it's going to be in Valve's best interest to put it back, if the number of complaints that it was taken down clearly overwhelmed the number of complaints to take it down, then it's going to be in their best financial interest to put it back up because they'll make sales. Like if you have a problem with this, then tell Valve because you know it, they responded to pressure, and they'll respond to pressure again maybe. And if you want to play the game, Steam is not the only place that this game is going to be available. It's not like on. this like... game stopped existing. <laughs> it only stopped being on Steam. Yeah, we're talking about one. It's like like I wasn't outraged. Like I think it's stupid that Target in Australia pulled GTA Five. That's not going to stop anyone from buying the game, though. Like that's such a non-issue. Like nobody gives a shit. Like. There's so many other venues to buy GTA Five, and 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 I, although I think that Target was in the like was making a bad decision, and 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 I think that the the controversies that caused them to do that are stupid. I, I don't think it's a big deal that Target chose to do that. It doesn't matter, and it certainly isn't censorship. And I need and people need to stop using that word. Yeah. I, I, I mean, part of the issue comes from the honesty of it. With with GTA Five, the the release from Target said that they got complaints that the game's objective was to kill women or something, that you would recover recover health points by killing women. That It was something like that. That's just false. That doesn't happen in the game. Something like Hatred, the object of the game is to kill innocent people. Yes, that is true. So at that point, it it's an honest objection that people had to the game it's not like they're lying about it because they they have a beef with it like gta they yeah. were telling the that, truth about the game and they had a problem with the truth of the game it's incredible how 
along a uh, a rumor. Okay, I think it started in GTA. It was either GTA Three or Vice City when the media frenzy about the objective of GTA being to murder prostitutes for points started. And it's just objectively wrong and really obviously wrong to anyone who's ever played the game. But to this day, a huge number of people are still saying exactly that. I, I, it's amazing. Like it's it's like the vaccine shit. I saw a thing recently about how Jim Carrey got up in front of the White House and was was saying that vaccines cause autism. And it's it's these things that are like people who bother to educate themselves know are objectively false, like factually wrong, but they get perpetuated for 10, 20, 30 years somehow. It's, it's geez. I, I don't even know how it happens. It's, it's bizarre. People are just so willing to just eat bullshit. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's in the end, it, the people complaining about GTA five are people who aren't going to play it anyway. Um, and, Target pulling GTA Five isn't going to stop anyone from buying it, so don't don't worry, don't worry about it. If it was the Australian government saying that you can no longer, and the Australian government is Has pretty a really harsh shitty about track video games about censorship, yeah. but but apparently you can buy GTA Five in Australia. So what's the problem? I I don't see it. Sorry, um, not not a big deal. I don't think. Um, but uh, moving on. All right. So this is tangentially games related um the pirate bay was raided which happens seemingly every day but this was a bigger deal every site that mirrored it went down um the the whole pirate bay is just gone and it still hasn't gone back up there's still no official new pirate bay most of the time it happens pretty quickly but this time it, it hasn't iso hunt made a mirror of it but it's called Old Pirate Bay. It's clearly not meant to be the new thing. It's just like a, an old archive database of it. And I th- obviously, piracy in and of itself isn't related to games. But, you know, video games are pirated, pirated very frequently. Dragon Age is an example that I talked about earlier. I pirated that game. And my pirating of it is the reason I'm going to buy it. I think it's probably counterproductive to, um, you know... I don't know. It's it seems like the status quo is about as good as it's going to get piracy wise. Like you can get new customers by having them pirate the product and it really doesn't see that big of an impact on sales. Have you seen the um the sales figures for Dragon Age Inquisition? No. They, not at all. It performed about exactly as expected as something that without Denuvo would. And that was with like a month or a little less than a month of completely completely um, uncracked DRM. So it was a period of perfect legality in which nobody could pirate the game. Everybody who wanted to play it had to purchase it. And they saw exactly the same number of sales. It's pretty telling. You don't lose sales yeah. to piracy. And you can only gain it. I'm going to buy the game now. that they wouldn't have gotten if the crack hadn't been released. And I think a lot of people do work that way. Now, obviously, not everybody who pirates is going to eventually buy it, but those same people probably weren't going to buy it in the first place. Yeah, the uh, I do think the statement that piracy doesn't uh, lose sales is, is false. I mean, yeah, you lose sales because there's a lot of people who pirate instead of buying. But I think overall you gain more from piracy. I I think 
I think there are situ there are certain uh, there are probably uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of situations I think where they probably have been overall hurt, but it's probably because their product wasn't any good. Uh, there's games that have been leaked before they were released. I think um, what was it? Blood Dragon. A lot of people like it. A lot of people hate it. Uh, it was leaked before it was released, and they 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 blamed bad sales on piracy because it was leaked. Um, maybe such a convenient uh, excuse if you're trying to explain yeah, it to a board of directors. Is. It is, but I do think, but I do think that it would have sold well. It would have sold a lot better if it weren't leaked. If they, if you couldn't pirate it, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. I don't know. It, it's a delicate balance. Like if piracy is really easy and completely unchecked by the law, then everybody's going to pirate it. If it's super simple and easy to do, if it's still kind of underground a little bit, if you feel like it's not totally okay on the up and up then you're going to have a much smaller group of people going to piracy as, as their option They're, like i can't think of a better scenario or environment for video games to be sold in a very kind of limited piracy scene and then the majority of the like the ease of purchase through origin or steam or something they keep most people purchasing video games with money and then the relatively small size of pirates you, if you had every pirate steal the game and never buy it it's still not going to affect your sales that much there just aren't that many pirates most people are buying on consoles anyway it's it's such a small group that so long as it's kept in check in a, in about exactly the way it is being now you're not going to lose sales yeah i i i I don't think it's a non-issue, but I do think that it's it's a convenient excuse for bad sales, first of all, um, and it's it's really really annoying and 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 just wrong that developers are ignoring PC because of piracy, um, and that does happen a lot, where it's just like fuck it, we're we're not going to release on PC because we'll, they'll pirate all of our games. First of all, you can pirate games on console, uh, although. People who say that, like, how many console players know how to pirate games uh, as opposed to how many PC players know how to pirate games? It's, it's not a fair comparison, but uh, it's, it's, it's sad because I think that there's no reason not to release on, on PC. I don't think the piracy is... Unless you have a bad game that you're trying to sell to foolish people, there's no reason to be afraid of piracy, I think. Uh, and that, that's why the websites like Good Old Games can their entire model is based on their games are entirely piratable with no effort whatsoever mm-hmm. but they're still they're still successful they're still yeah. doing a lot of they're, they're making a lot of business because people are willing to buy games that they like ease, and and ease is such a huge deal like buying something through good old games or steam or origin could not be simpler it's so easy to do and it downloads and installs really fast seamlessly there's a barrier to entry to piracy. You have to go to a piracy site that you can't find on Google most of the time because you know they, they try to take those off. So you have to know about one of these sites. You have to know that you have to download the torrent. You have to know how to then crack the game. So you have to at least be competent enough to read a readme file, which surprisingly, not many people are. And <laughs> you know, as long as purchasing things legally is easier, which it's always going to be, then I it's not going to draw sales away because thankfully your average dunderhead doesn't have 
the the drive to pirate things and i say dunderhead that's not to say that people who don't pirate things are stupid because that's not true at all but your average person who's not engaged with with piracy somebody who's that's off their radar it's it's too hard to get into for them to even stop buying games yeah and and i i probably the last time i pirated a game it must have been at least four or five years maybe even uh i i never pirate and the reason i don't pirate is because i don't like going through the minimal amount of effort that is required to pirate and i feel like usually if a game to me is worth going through that small amount of effort to pirate it's usually worth buying or waiting until it's cheaper one of those two things and that's that's what i do i either buy it there on the spot because i want it or i wait till it's cheaper and i understand that you use it as like a way to demo games i just i i generally just i get i there's are a lot of people on the internet whose opinions i trust a lot mm-hmm. and and i if i'm on the fence about something i will go to their opinions and see the gameplay and figure it out that way i, I don't think that piracy is necessary for for well, most of the time for, for determining whether you want a game but most of the time i would agree but pretty recently and I, this has to do with the nouveau i guess too i was burned by that approach so um Vadi Vidya, and I think Veselikov too, but I think Veselikov changed his mind about it later. Lords of the Fallen. Vadi Vidya basically <laughs> said that it was it was not as good as Dark Souls, but it'll it'll uh, sate your thirst for it. It'll it'll be a good enough Souls like game. It's a little bit clunky, but you know it's still a great experience. And I played it on that recommendation from this person that I trusted. Uh, or especially their opinions about games that are like souls games and i purchased the game full price and jesus christ if it's not the biggest video game purchase regret i've ever had that game is absolute garbage it's trash and maybe people disagree with me but it's been a long time since i've actively resented a video game this much and if i had if it had been available because that was before denuvo was cracked if it was available, then I could have checked it myself, realized, wow, this is not something I want to play at all, and then I could have been done with it. Yeah, I I, I understand that, and, and that, that does happen. Like, uh, there are a lot of people who 90% of the time, uh, I agree with them 100%, but then the other 10% of the time, I don't even understand how they can possibly have that opinion that they have, but... Uh, just most of the time it's fine and and i i don't know i don't like pirating things i don't like going through the effort and uh i don't know i i i just i don't buy a lot of games anyway Mm. and usually when i do buy a game it's at least a couple years old (laughs) and so i i don't spend a lot of money really uh if i buy a game full price it's it's because i've been anticipating that game and and i have very good reasons to to want to play it and so i think it's worth my money just based on that alone maybe i'll be a little disappointed in it uh but i don't i i usually i i don't regret my there's very few games where i've just straight up regretted my purchase uh i think uh black ops one that was a game where everyone was saying it was great and better than most Call of Duty games, and I bought it and thought it was the worst Call of Duty game by far. Uh, that that was actually when I stopped playing Call of Duty, just straight up just didn't play any more Call of Duty games after that. And uh, God, there was one recently, I forgot what it was, but 
I, I bought it and played it for like two hours or something and, and haven't... Oh, well, Shadow of Mordor I paid full price for and I've played eight hours of it and, and haven't played any more. But I do think that's a pretty good game and yeah. I will complete it eventually. Like, I know I will. So, I, I don't I don't regret that... Per- I do regret the purchase, but I'm not, I'm not kicking myself over it or anything. Yeah, and I would say that something like Lords of the Fallen is a pretty rare example. This is the only game in my Steam library where where I feel it's a permanent blight, like a black mark stain <laughs> on my Steam library forever because you can't relinquish ownership of a game. If I could, I would. I never even want to see the name of it on the side because I know, I know that I paid money for this piece of shit and I can't get rid of it. Yeah, that's that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's... $60 at the end of the day, it's not like the end of the world, but relatively speaking, in video game terms, it's pisses me off. Let's uh, let's transition from that to the Dark Souls news. I don't know if there's anything more you wanted to say about that yeah, patch or if we got that all out of the yeah, way. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, the Obviously, it's we talked about how it was region locked now. Hopefully, they'll fix that. Um, when the patch did come out, it broke DS fix, uh, specifically the frame rate and that you couldn't run it at 60 frames per second anymore. And you know the guy, Durante, who made DS Fix in the first place? Yeah. He had that, um, well, he's like a PhD in computer science now. He's a really bright guy. And within 23 minutes of when Dark Souls was released, he he released DS Fix. He's super fast. He's just on it. He's brilliant. And when the Steamworks update happened today, sure enough, within like a couple of hours, DS Fix was back up, back working, and now the frame rate and everything works. So it's it's really impressive. The community for Dark Souls is really great. Um, I would be interested to know, though, because this is a very new patch, a very new update, if other people are having luck with multiplayer. I mean, it was minutes before we started recording that multiplayer seemed to start working for me. Um, just, you know, if if you have experiences with it, you can share that with us, or you can add me on Steam, send it through Twitter. I'm just curious to know what, what other people's experiences are, because I'm not seeing yeah. much posted about it on on forums, like on, on our Dark Souls on Reddit or on the Steam discussion page. It seems to be not much discussion about it. So maybe it was just me and maybe it's just a temporary problem, but I'd be interested to see how other people are experiencing it. And pretty soon, I think we're, we'll be done with the news and I guess we'll take questions from the chat or talk to the chat or something. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how long we plan to do that, we'll see. But uh, yeah, once we're done with this, uh, we'll take your questions, so start thinking of them now. Um, moving on. We have here, uh, I think you added this just now, actually, yeah. Assassin's Creed. I don't know anything about this. This excuse. Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Um, let's see. They, the use of the word refurbish. Okay. We are, they, you know, everybody knows that Assassin's Creed Unity is a broken mess. Okay. So, we are committed to delivering major performance improvements, which requires that we refurbish the Paris map. And that will take a few more days to get the high level of quality our players deserve. So this is what, um, how long has this been since the game came out? It's months, right? Was it late uh, October or early November? I don't want to say months, plural, Just but I think month, it was maybe? early November okay. or something, yeah. Because, I mean, it's a huge deal. The game's broken. It's just broken. There's no two ways around it. Terrible performance. And, you know, they already had to cancel their season pass or at least give everybody the DLC for free, and anybody who bought the season pass 
now has the like some other Ubisoft game for free. So they've already had to backpedal, and now they're having to delay this patch even more. It's not looking good for Ubisoft. Ubisoft's a mess. I, I do think the I. The idea that they're having to, de- to delay it to refurbish Paris is actually probably accurate, which doesn't make it any better because I think what they're probably doing is having to go in there and, and remove NPCs, and make stuff. things lower res, or remove NPCs, or remove objects. Like that's probably what they're doing. They're just kind of brute force, like taking the machete to it. You know, I like I don't know. It's something about the phrasing of it seems extra like funny to me. Yeah, like we're gonna refurbish yeah. it, like it's some. I don't know. They've been so... It's amazing how... Uh, I hate to use this word because it's so often used <laughs> in, in, in a different way, but how tone-deaf they are. Uh, not just Ubisoft, but game companies in general, but especially Ubisoft recently. Um, with the crew, where it was like, uh, oh, you don't want to... I know that, we, that people don't like how we've been... Uh, withholding or putting these review embargoes on our game so we're just not even sending out review copies for this one like they thought that that was a good thing to say like they thought that was okay like (laughs) how can you think they're so and then like you you took a different position i don't know if we talked about this but you took a different position than i did on their whole uh on the assassin's creed being leaked you seemed to think that it was that the next assassin's creed was leaked like a couple weeks ago and and you seemed to think it was intentional that wasn't quite so my position on it was assassin's creed has been this annualized sequel churning series for years now if you didn't think that they had at at least two or three games already in the pipeline already in development then you're kidding yourself like everybody knows that ubisoft was already working on a new assassin's creed there there was no doubt about that now they have this terrible launch of assassin's creed unity I'm not saying that they intentionally leaked it, but God, if it wouldn't be convenient if an Assassin's Creed game other than Unity got some press attention instead. Like, you know, they're maybe not going to leak it, but maybe they're not going to, you know, have as strict controls over who gets to see what. You know what I mean? I I, I know what you're saying. I think they would, I... they're smart enough probably to keep their hands clean. But at the very least... If I want to make this the safest, most well-founded claim I can, I would say that Ubisoft is not unhappy that it leaked. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Um, I I think it's just there's two ways of looking at it because I think to me it's inconvenient because you're trying to kind of yeah you want to draw attention away from from Assassin's Creed Unity, but I think the only thing that a leak of the next Assassin's Creed game does is draw attention back to Unity. I, I think everyone just starts talking about Assassin's Creed again and says, "Oh yeah, wow, another Assassin's Creed game, great!" Like now, now in everyone's head, now when this game is actually well, they've already announced it. They've already like acknowledged the leak and said, "Yeah, it's a shame it was leaked, but it does exist." I, I think. The only thing that does is when they start showing that game, everyone's going to be thinking of Unity because now it's fresh in their mind. Like the first time they heard about this game was in the middle of the Unity fiasco. I I, I don't, from a PR perspective, I can't imagine that that's an overall positive effect. Like I think I think that they would want to 
stay away from Assassin's Creed as much as possible and keep it out of the public eye for at least a few months so that people kind of get over it. And, and then when you announce the next game, people haven't forgotten about the last one, but it's not fresh, you know? I don't know. I think I'd, I'd have to disagree there. That I think there's something to be said for giving people something else Assassin's Creed to talk about. If you're going to have a discussion about Assassin's Creed and Unity is the only thing out there, then that's all you can talk about. But they can maybe at least, and maybe not in terms of conversations like this on a podcast where we're really unturn- uncovering every stone and, or sorry, leaving no stone unturned and d- discussing in depth. But if it's just a conversation between two guys, like, hey, did you see the new screenshot of the new Assassin's Creed? Yeah, that sounds cool. If there's some way to, in in terms of your average conversation, steer that dialogue somewhere else other than the train wreck of unity i think that works to their advantage maybe i mean yeah we're just talking about different theories really at this point there's no way for us to know but if i were a marketer my opinion would be try to stay out away from it i i definitely don't think it was leaked intentionally i think that that i don't think that any company is going to leak their game intentionally this far before release and as soon after the last one no matter what their situation is but uh they did acknowledge it, and they didn't have to acknowledge it. They could have just kind of ignored it. Although if there were screenshots and shits, <laughs> so I don't know how much of an option ignoring it is. But uh, Ubisoft games leak like crazy. They've got they've got someone like high up who's just leaking shit. Um, anyway, yeah, fucking Ubisoft, man. Who's gonna buy an Assassin's Creed game after this shit? Ah, I, whatever. Um, next thing on the news, I I also don't know anything about this, so. You take it away. So DMC, the you know the the fuck you, Devil May Cry remake, is getting a re-release. DMC the definitive edition. But they're also releasing a special edition of um, Devil May Cry Four, which people are seem to be excited about. I haven't really played much Devil May Cry, but most people I've heard absolutely hate. DMC, that that reboot thing uh, with an extra edgy Dante. But a Devil May Cry 4 re-release sounds pretty cool. That might be a good way to to get into it. I mean... I've... I've heard. I, I don't know. I've never played a Devil May Cry game, so I, I, I don't... I can't speak from personal experience at all. But my general... Uh, from what I've gathered, it seems like huge Devil May Cry fans didn't like the remake that was all fuck you and shit um, because they changed the character and they were just totally disrespectful of the original series and all that stuff, uh, which I totally understand. But I also have heard that people who just get into it for the first time love it and think it's a great game. They, they don't necessarily love the character, but they think it's fun at least. And I, and there's also a lot of, I know a lot of devil may cry fans who can, who kind of say, yeah, I got past the stupid shit and, and, and just had fun with the game. So apparently I, from what I've gathered, it isn't a bad game. It's just that it did a lot of things to piss people off and, 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 and generally had a not great writing or characters. From what I can tell, and again, I this is not a very good point to make because I've never played it, but from what I've heard from others, it's a good game but a bad reboot. It's not. It would be a good first game in a new series, but gameplay itself apparently regressed from the other games, and then obviously you got the, the characterization, which is torpedoed completely. So, I don't know. I, I can understand absolutely why fans of Devil May Cry would be pissed about DMC, but it is. I don't think anybody can argue with, or at least 
not really argue, but it would be hard to find fault with a re-release of Devil May Cry 4. And both of these games are going to be um, re-released at 1080p and 60fps on consoles, which is a nice, nice thing. It's good to see more games targeting both of those instead of one of those. There's been too many early next-gen releases that have been either 60fps or 1080p with sacrificing the frame rate. Um, Ground Zeroes was one of the first to do it properly, and I'm glad to see more turning out that way on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, seeing a lot more games do that, and or at least acknowledge, like, like make official statements about it, even if they say, like, yeah, sorry, we're not going to be 60 FPS. Like, at least they're acknowledging the fact that a lot of people are concerned about it. Um, it's a step in the right direction, definitely. Uh, and this but is, in the end, it's still fucking consoles. <laughs> and this is purely speculative. Well, well, okay. Before I say that, it is important though the consoles because. PC is such a small market that we usually get the table scraps of consoles that if PC versions come out, they're they're basically always bottlenecked by what consoles can handle. You're not going to get super, super high-res textures and everything and very demanding base settings for the game because they have to be able to run on consoles most of the time. So when the bar gets raised for consoles, they get raised for PC, even though the PC has always been able to handle more. So I think it is important that consoles get these improvements, and I don't think that you would disagree. Um, but also, this is purely speculative. I think that YouTube rolling out 60 frames per second support on their videos for Chrome and IE. Chrome is the most popular browser in the world right now, so that's the biggest deal. Um, I think that's that's huge for for the pressure of of games developers to target 60 FPS because it used to be that there was no easy way for your average Joe to see 60 frames per second footage of anything they would have to download a 60 frames per second video file from somewhere and watch it locally on their computer. Your average Call of Duty player isn't going to do that. But I think there's a reason too that Call of Duty itself is more popular than things like Battlefield on consoles. And I think it's because your average Joe can tell the difference between 30 and 60 frames per second. It does feel smoother. And if that same average Joe can go on YouTube and see footage of these games and see it running at 60 frames per second, your average fellow who watches a PewDiePie video and can see 60 frames per second, they'll become more aware of the difference. And then it's not going to be so easy to pass off 30 frames per second products as being acceptable anymore because anybody, your mom, could click a link on Facebook that takes her to a 60 frames per second YouTube video. It's so accessible now that the difference is there's no way to hide that difference anymore, or not necessarily hide it, but the difference is totally transparent. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. Um, YouTube supporting it is huge because I, you're right. I, I don't think like, even I, a lot of the time, uh, if someone just asks me, do you think this is running at 60 or 30 frames? It'll take me a minute. Like I'll have to watch the camera shifting quickly to, to, to tell. Um, I just don't, I, I it's not, it's not something I've ever paid much attention to, but, uh, if I start playing, well, if there are games like Counter Strike or something where if I'm playing at 30 compared to 60, then I will definitely notice. But uh, I think it is something that your average Joe definitely feels. They don't know it. I think the average Joe doesn't have any idea that that Call of Duty is running at 60 frames per second. They don't care. But but they 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 know they have more fun with it. They know that it feels better. That's that's the word that I constantly hear Call of Duty players say is that the guns feel better, or the just the game feels better. And it does. Well, it does. A lot feel of that probably has to do with oh, definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, um, and I think that has a ton to do with 60 frames, and, and the developers know it because otherwise they wouldn't bother with 60 frames. It, it, it's, right. it's, it's hard to keep frames that high, you know? Now, what's the curious thing, though, is going to be, obviously consoles are now getting 1080p 60 frames per second, so maybe it's not going to be that big of a problem, but um, I wonder how often like a PC footage, PC footage of a game is going to get shown on YouTube, like a multi-platform that's also on, on PC. They'll see 60 frames per second footage of the game, buy it for a console that can only run it in 30, and then feel gypped. Like, I can I can see that happening. It hasn't really happened could, yet, but... I can see that happening, but it already happens with graphics. Like, they already do that with, like, Far Cry and shit. Like, Far Cry, even for the PC release, the footage that they showed months before its release was completely different graphically from, from the highest settings on the PC at release. So, that's been happening already, and it's terrible oh, yeah. and shitty and lame. But yeah, that's gonna happen. But it doesn't. It's no different from, right, right. <laughs> from what's already happening. Bullshotting. It's a new breed of bullshots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, that uh, I think that wraps up our news. Unless there's something you thought of last minute. Um, that's all I've got. Do we have any? Uh, first of all, everyone in the chat, start asking your questions now. Um, we'll start answering them. But do we have any questions in the bank? While we wait for questions to roll in, somebody named MCU MCU said something a while back that I want to address. Um, they said this is about Valve pulling um, hatred from the Steam Greenlight. MCU MCU said, yes, they have the right, but it's still censorship. Censorship doesn't need to be done by a government. It's just the suppression of works or ideas for political and moral reasons. I think that's not a good argument. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that's the definition. Yeah. I think censorship is by definition by a government. They probably, they, I'm sure there are probably entities that define censorship in a different way. But I think if you look up in a normal dictionary what censorship is, it probably uses either the word government or authority. Well, and, like and to, Valve is neither of those. I'd like to abstract, though, from just whether or not it, it meets some laid out definition of censorship. If we just talk about the, the spirit of the word, it implies some kind of abridgment of freedom, like your freedom to speak has been stepped on if if it's um if you're being censored. But if we're really looking at it from a perspective of of freedom, whether people are free to express themselves and make this kind of game, you also have to acknowledge the freedom of a private entity to sell what it chooses. So to accuse someone like Valve of censorship, that they're committing this this kind of immoral act of of ruining other people's freedom you're ignoring their right to to not sell what they don't want to sell are you saying are you saying that they have to sell things that they don't want to and if they don't that censorship i i have trouble buying that yeah should the government be forcing valve to sell this game for equal rights or something like that it's it's very hypocritical it's it's the it's the typical hypocrisy of those kinds of arguments that i see online of people not thinking like people thinking oh these people are being oppressed or offended or abused therefore we should oppress or abuse or offend other people like that's that's an oversimplification but it's yeah exactly what you said i have nothing to add to that like you're, you're saying exactly what i'm thinking yeah it's 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 basically this you can say whatever you want but I don't have to let you say whatever you want in my house. There is no censorship happening here. Let's be perfectly frank. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, we got a lot of questions and comments kind of in a row here, but uh, here's a simple one. Are you watching the dub or sub of NHK? Oh, of course, um, the dub. Or, yeah. No, 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 sorry. No, God, no. Of course, the sub. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That I know how much bad. you like your dub no, animes. No, no, no um, not at all. <laughs> uh, favorite MGS game and character? We can knock that one out pretty quick, I think, although we could probably talk about it for hours if we wanted. Uh, my favorite was definitely snake eater by far and and my favorite character was boss the boss mm. so there you go uh somebody said how does it feel to have your world record beat to dust yeah i just looked it up apparently somebody did beat my wind fortress record by i think 0.9 seconds so i'm gonna oh, go back and revisit that i mean that run that that run could have been improved easily so it's just going to be a matter of tightening it up even more so yeah i'm not too worried about it i'm coming for you fluta uh yeah my armor group still plays arma every weekend uh, in response to jason um i don't know if i'm going to keep up I, I i i haven't been uploading videos at all recently and i would like to upload one before the end of the year but i don't know if i have the time for it because uh, i barely have enough time to to play arma in the first place for, let alone edit a video out of it but and i also don't want my entire channel to be about arma so but we do play it every weekend I, i'm still playing it uh somebody asked oh i lost track of it a little bit i think it was a little bit before um but it was basically Oh, here it is by bolt of beef so exactly how important do you guys think frame rate is the gameplay do you want to tackle it first i'll, I'll tackle it first um i know our opinions are going to be probably a little different but uh i i only care about frame rate like a lot if it's a very fast-paced game that requires fast reactions and and uh, where you can basically games where you can tell very obviously that 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 Thirty like thirty frames does not feel as good as sixty. But if it's a game like, uh, I, I let me think of an example. Um, I would say something like an RPG. You know, if I'm playing Skyrim or whatever, and it's thirty frames instead of sixty, I'd much rather have sixty. I think sixty feels better and looks better. But it's not at all necessary for the gameplay. Like it's not there's there's not enough fast reaction things going on where it's necessary um so i i i don't i don't mind playing those games at 30 although i i much much prefer playing them at 60. yeah i'm basically with you i'd probably go a little stronger though on the importance of frame rate that yeah it's not going to be a totally experience ruining problem if it's a lower frame rate like demon souls is one of my favorite games ever that's at 30 frames per second but Dark Souls on PC at 60 frames per second just feels infinitely better to play, even though it's basically the same gameplay, that you can drastically improve the experience by upping the frame rate. And I'm so I'm a little bit disappointed that Bloodborne is going to be 1080p 30 frames per second, because I would much rather take that sacrifice in resolution. But I think probably uh, a little different, though, is that the different... Do you have a 120 or 144 hertz monitor? I don't think so. I think I bought 60. Okay, because the to me, at least, the difference between 144 or 120 and 60 is as apparent as the difference between 60 and 30. Like, it's such a huge difference. And I thought it was going to be less significant. When I when I got it, I thought, um, maybe I'm just wasting dosh here. Maybe um, it's not worth it. But as soon as I launched up um, CSGO for the first time, running at 144 hertz, 
it's just so much smoother. I, I, I know I would never want to go back to 60 for that game. It's, it's a yeah, big deal. I, I, I would like to see that in person because I, I think 60 is fine. Like I have no complaints about 60. I, I, even, even 30, I rarely, like I said, I rarely notice it if it's not a fast paced game. What I have started to notice, uh, this is kind of a different issue that I'm just bringing up out of nowhere. I apologize for that. But what I have noticed is movies, watching movies on a big screen, uh, the low frame rate, this has a lot to do with the way that a lot of modern films are being filmed, but the low frame rate is really starting to get to me. Um, I, although movies have the advantage of, of motion blur that, that video games can't reproduce in the same way, where the frame rate isn't as, as noticeable because of it, um, in movies where the camera's panning, especially if it's panning quite quickly, like between characters or something, oh my god, I, I start like... Uh, it it makes me almost sick, like having to jerk during those really? those those camera pans. Like I yeah, I've started to notice it really badly. Like like next time you're watching a movie, if the camera pans, watch an object. Just follow an object with your eyes, and it, it's 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 I, it started to bother me a lot. I don't know. I I'm able to separate those things in my mind. Like 24 frames per second movies don't bother me, and I think that has to do with being in control of it. Like when you're physically moving the perspective, when you're changing the point of view in the camera yourself, then you can feel that sluggishness. Like you can, you know that your movement isn't, it's, it's really hard to describe these kinds of things because they're very much like sensation, vague, wishy-washy feelings. But I guess if I'm describing the huge difference between 144 and 60 on CSGO, it's less about what I'm seeing and it, it's more of like a feeling in my hands almost. Like I can, it's it's very much related to how I'm controlling my character, that that feels smoother. And if I'm not in charge yeah. of the, the perspective of the camera, of the point of view, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal to me. And so that I don't get like motion sick watching movies because I'm not... I'm not the one who has to move the camera around, so I don't have to deal with that sluggishness myself. Yeah, I think that's legitimate because, I mean, it's hard to notice, obviously, at high frames, but if you play a game at, like, really low frame rate, like 10 and below, then you will actually definitely, like, be able to see the difference between when you start moving your mouse and when it reacts. Like, mm -hmm. there's going to be, uh, you know, a millisecond of difference or more, and, and that is definitely noticeable. Um, and and, and however, however minuscule that... that that uh, difference is in a high frame rate situation. It is still there. So I, I think I think what you're saying is, is legitimate. But but we are talking about very small differences. Uh, we're talking about feelings rather than than actual like. Well, I wouldn't say the differences are major small. Effects. I would say they're hard to pin down or to concretize descriptively. Like it's hard to say without feeling it yourself what the big deal is between 144 and 60 frames but once you feel it it's very clear it's night and day yeah um i i certainly enjoy playing games at 60 rather than 30 and i, I do want to try out 144 but I, I don't want the kind of computer that i need to run a game at 144 frames well, I, mean, I can't afford that right now i, I would rather um because i've got a laptop as well and when i'm not here and like if I'm off home somewhere, I use the laptop, but I'll sometimes use the same monitor because even if I have to turn the settings down, like way, way down to get 144, it's still worth it to me. Like the, the smoothness is significant. And 
that's probably one of the weirdest things about the way Dragon Age Inquisition is presented. So it it supports 144 frames per second, which isn't like a standard feature, surprisingly. Like it's not many actually support frame rates that high, so I'm surprised to see them do it, and I'm glad that they did it. But that makes it all the more jarring when it goes into the cutscenes and it's locked at 30. It's such a strange, it's like they, they clearly had kind of enthusiast upper level, very uncommon monitor refresh rates supported, but at the same time, they, they have this entire, what's basically the meat of the game is the story segments. Those are all locked at 30. It's, it's weird. It makes it feel strange to play sometimes. All right. Um, well, let's see. Are there any more? I think there were I don't a think few. Just... Um, Boone Bonds. I think it's Boone from ABF, right? Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Okay, so when we have special guests, like Vadi Vidya, Flitz, or Fitz, Flimsy. Well, I mean, I'm not going to speak to any of those people in particular, but um, we are going to eventually have guests on the show. That's planned. We kind of want to get it rolling, get it to have an identity of its own before we, you know open the floodgates that's why we're kind of feeling out this live show now because we wanted it to we wanted to be comfortable producing the show ourselves before we kind of let spectators in on the on the picture so you know i think we're definitely getting to that point where we can easily and comfortably interact with guests or interact live so yeah that's definitely planned for sure yeah um that that would be fun i i don't know who i don't know who will want to be a guest and i don't know who we're going to ask to be guests but i i know that there are at least a couple people who have have expressed interest uh, a couple of fans who've expressed interest and and so it'll be it'll, it'll be something we want to incorporate um i have no idea if we'll get anyone of of note on it we'll see uh but um yeah, there's stuff in the i do want to respond i do want to respond to what jamal was saying about frame rate in movies uh, because he says uh because a movie is directed to be at 24 frames per second um it's filmed around that frame rate and therefore it, it doesn't it doesn't detract the low fps doesn't detract as much i think that that is i don't think that's true i i I don't see how you direct a film differently to accommodate a lower frame rate. I I, I don't know what you would do to, to accommodate or, well, or... There is I, a lot that would have to change. So what they can kind of get away with with movies is that if they're frame, or filmed at 24 frames per second with significant motion blur that interpolates the, the colors there, or it's not really interpolation because it's an analog process of a sensor, but you, you can kind of... You're not seeing the background very very clearly all the time or while the camera's in motion but if the frame rate is higher then you're going to be able to much more clearly make out objects in the background like a book on the shelf or or the wallpaper the way it's kind of attached to the wall it's going to be more clearly defined which is a good thing but it does require more care on the part of the director they can't just leave those things as tertiary details because now they're going to be clearly clearly visible even in motion yeah, but I think the biggest thing that you touched on there is the is the idea of, of motion blur that films can do a certain kind of motion blur, and I don't want to get into the technical aspect of it, especially because I don't really understand them 100%, but films can do a kind of motion blur that video games can't, because video games would have to predict the future to, to do that kind of motion blur, basically. Like, every frame in a film is between two other frames. So that motion blur feels much smoother and looks less 
distracting than than what video games do to recreate motion blur and and um so films definitely the lower frame rate does not detract from a film nearly as much as it detracts from a video game and that's not what i was saying all i was saying is i've started to notice low frame rates in films and it's bothering me <laughs> um and i i, I watched the hobbit in, in 48 frames or whatever and i thought it looked good and people said that it was making them feel uneasy and crap and i just don't I don't understand why, and I didn't get that at all. I, I thought it looked good, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I didn't mind the Hobbit's frame rate either. I think most of the problem with that are the just it's it's not a very good looking movie, really. It you can clearly I, see the decrease in production values between yeah. that and Lord of the Rings. So I I don't know if I mean the technology has increased since the Lord of the Rings, but the the practical effects <sighs> and the 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 care yeah. isn't there. I wouldn't say the product. I don't think the production value is any less. I don't think they're spending any less than they spent on the Lord of the Rings on the Hobbit. But uh, I think that I maybe I don't even know if I would say the care, but just the whole uh, idea of what like the the philosophy behind the special effects and everything, like the the scene with the goblins and everything. It's like just load as much as you fucking can on the screen and have a bunch of shit happening. And it's the George Lucas. Uh, theory of filmmaking and, and applied to Lord of the Rings or I, I have a lot of problems with the Hobbit films and I can go into them but my main my main issue with them is that they're trying to be like Lord of the Rings rather than be the Hobbit and, and that bothers me a ton because the Hobbit is nothing like Lord of the Rings. My biggest issue with the fact it that they're in the same universe. Is it's just the just the story, the way they spread it out. Like Yeah, it doesn't work right. Like if we so the Lord of the Rings were three books three i don't even care that much about lord of the rings like i'm not a big fan at all but you know i really like those movies and those were three long books they had to cut material from each one to fit them into those time frames they clearly were having to make them tighter make them denser and and make three movies of three books the hobbit much shorter book than any of the lord of the rings books and it's one book too, just one, but they still split that one story into three full-length Peter Jackson movies that are way over two hours, like what two and a half hours for each one or something like that. They're, they're way long. too long. They're way longer they're than I thought they long. would be. They're stretching out this one short book into three full-length movies, and it just doesn't work. They're so slow and. Yeah. I can't get behind that. I I actually just stopped paying. I started watching the second one, and I stopped paying attention halfway through. I, granted, I was drinking with women and stuff, but <laughs> I just stopped paying attention. Like I couldn't watch the movie anymore. I was just like, I don't even know what's happening anymore or care, because it's like you get to the halfway point and and not a lot has happened, and I know what's going to happen, and it's just not something that I want to see like i another thing about the hobbit is i never i read the hobbit and i never would think yeah i want a movie made out of this like it just doesn't seem like it's the kind of story that applies well to a film and just mm-hmm. i i don't like uh, hardly anything about those movies except martin freeman i think he's a good actor martin Freeman's a fantastic <laughs> actor yeah he's great he's really good he carries that movie i think all of them it, without him it would be those movies would be straight up bad oh yeah I think. absolutely have you who, what's the I forgot the name because, again, I'm not like a Tolkien buff or anything. I know very little about the worlds or anything. All I know is the basics, and I know that there's another thing called the Cimmerillion, which completes more of the world, but I haven't read it. So, again, I'm 
not sure. Is it Thorin, the name of that dwarf? Um, He's the leader. Thorin Oakenshield. That's it. Oakenshield. Thorin Oakenshield. I that actor is so boring to me. I everything he says is just this the same like my honor, my honor, I, my honor, the honor of my honor, my honor. We will do this for honor. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's not convincing. Martin Freeman had just so much heart. He's so, he I don't know what he's actually like at all, but he just seems like such a sweet guy. Like he's got such spirit. Every line he says is great. This other guy it's just the same tone, my honor, the honor of my my dwarfin people. God, I, I I totally agree with that. In the book, he there's a little bit of that in the book because he's kind of like the book's a lighthearted book for the most part. It's 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 it was written for kids, although I don't think I wouldn't particularly recommend it to a lot of kids. But <laughs> it, it was written for kids. It was written lightheartedly. There's a lot of comedy in it, and and not a lot of seriousness, not nearly as much in the film. But he is like the one character that's always serious and 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 it's almost like a running joke and it, it, they do this maybe a little bit in the movie but i don't think so but like every time he starts speaking like everyone has to like go oh oh boy he's speaking again you know it's not as bothersome in a book though because you just you read a few lines and, and it's done but in the movie it's like he starts talking and you just go oh god and and yeah. and you you don't want that and at least, at least what they could do is do more, like, reaction shots of the characters. Like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be funny rea- responses to the characters. But but have something except this monotone, like, oh, the history of my people. And, uh, da, 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 da. and it's like, I, nobody like, I, nobody wants this from this movie or any movie. Like, it's, it's not interesting. It's just boring. Um, but yeah, I, I took an entire class on Tolkien. I, I read The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, and The Silmarillion, and like three texts that they're vaguely based on from uh, like Viking history and stuff. Like I, I, I it was a crazy class. Um, so I know all sorts of shit about that <laughs> stuff, and that's that's part of the reason that my enjoyment of Shadow of Mordor is a little bit uh, diminished is because like they. They really butcher that lore pretty. Like Shadow of Mordor is to Lord of the Rings as Halo Four is to the Halo trilogy. Seriously? Oh wow! Yes, definitely. Like that is a perfect comparison in my opinion. The, like totally one hundred percent. The story was like, the story is totally forgettable to me. Like I, I am not big on Tolkien, so I didn't notice like contradictions. I just kind of, it's not that good a story. I just didn't pay attention to most of it because it hardly matters but if there was like active lore butchery going on during those scenes i can understand why people would like it a little less there there is is there like an example of um i don't know if i can go into detail because i don't remember enough from the silmarillion to really like talk authoritatively about it yeah. but there is some lore butchering not a lot of butchering but there's but it's it's a lot of just being cavalier. The whole him. idea of him being a ranger that can access the spirit world and all that shit is just like this. It's just pulled out of their asses. Like totally nothing, like not at all based on any, any kind of token scripture or anything like that. Mm. And then, and then it turns out he's the elf friend or whatever. That guy is like a huge, huge influence in the history of middle earth. And what is he doing? Like, <laughs> following you around to save your wife or something like what the fuck why is he even a character in the game and then like i don't know i haven't gotten to the end of the game but i've heard things about 
the end of that game, which sounds completely ridiculous. Uh, and why is Gollum in that fucking game? Well, I know that's why so he's weird. in the game because because they can show a trailer with Gollum in it, and people will go, "That's in the movie," and then get the game. But that felt really weird. Yeah, he he didn't yeah. feel like he had any purpose to be there. Way out of place, and 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 not only is he out of place, they as, as they butchered his character as much as you can butcher a character. Like they they. They totally got the way that he acts and talks and speaks completely wrong, I think, to talks and speaks. They got it completely wrong, in my opinion. Like, they made him comic relief, and that's okay for Gollum. I think Gollum can be comic relief, but they did it in a completely wrong way, and it doesn't work at all. And just, oh, God. I, that was the most cringeworthy. Like, when you meet Gollum, was the most cringeworthy thing. And then they even start playing, like, that stereotypical, like, by the way, this is a funny moment music where it, like, plays, like, lighthearted, like, piano chords really quickly and stuff like oh god it just i was just cringing the whole time what are you doing i was just like i dropped something on the ground <laughs> anyway um, it's not important this is gonna be weird in an audio oh, well. okay. <laughs> so uh somebody asked i forget who it was it was something about blah 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 okay how do you watch your anime for talking powder streams torrents blu-rays or dvds uh, I'm a pretty big stickler for quality on that, so try to find the um, the, the best quality downloads I can. Blu-ray is obviously the, the best option. I would go for that whenever possible, but if Blu-rays are hard to come by or not around, I'll usually go on a site like nya.se, and they usually have pretty high quality downloads. They're pretty careful about quality too they'll like go through and they'll mark with green um kind of css decorations um the ones that are determined to be of higher quality than than the other releases so it's a pretty good resource to use yeah um i uh i let's see oh yeah someone mentioned the third movie is that out the hobbit movie the yeah, third one yeah yeah well, oh, i, I, I just, didn't know it was even out i neither did i i didn't know that until today like i no idea but yeah somebody told me that it came out today so yeah well they, they, I, I that movie okay that movie the that entire movie i think takes up two or three chapters in the book are you serious um yeah the the entire battle of the five armies that the movie subtitle is based on that is uh like a paragraph where bilbo baggins gets knocked out and then he wakes up after the battle <laughs> So they've placed that entire movie, almost the entire thing, I assume, on stuff that happens while Bilbo is knocked out in the book, and 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 they they recount like what happens in the battle, but it's less than a chapter, like it's tiny. Um, so they've put that, they've made that a movie. <laughs> uh, when I heard that the second movie was going to end with like the slaying of the dragon or whatever, or like right before that or whatever, I was like, I okay, that's the end of the book basically, but I. It, they god damn I, I i'll probably see it eventually i don't know i still haven't completed the second movie like i said i stopped paying attention halfway through so i don't know i don't know but uh uh let's see someone asked overall did you not like shadow mortar in any way no that's not true i i i enjoyed playing it i haven't completed it yet and i plan to i think it's fun enough to complete uh i don't think it's a particularly great game yeah uh it, i don't think it deserved to be a was it a goatee contender i think it was which it didn't deserve yeah it didn't um, deserve that it's not replayable or anything but it's fun it's it's, it's also it's like good. it's also insanely easy which oh, yeah. i don't think that's inherently a bad thing though a lot of people act like like there's the video of what's his name uh 
some YouTuber that's gotten kind of popular recently, and there's a video of him like smashing on the space bar over and over while his monitor is off, and and but he's recording the game footage and he's just beating the shit out of orcs like he's doing fine and all he's doing is smashing on the space bar. And yeah, you can do that, but that's not what makes the game fun. The 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 game is not challenging, mm-hmm. but you can still do fun things by being creative with the combat, and it it gives you a lot of options which are entertaining. It's it's just that you're not forced to use those options, which. I mean, whatever. It's, got, I, it's still fun. It's got a very strange difficulty curve. It'll it starts out harder. The hardest part is at the very beginning when you have Definitely. a few abilities. Once you once you can just hit one button to bind control any orc you want, it just becomes completely trivial because then all you have to do is like get five hits on anybody. And they don't even have to be good hits or hard to execute hits. Just one, two, three, four, five, and then you have this chargeable thing that you can just instantly mind control any orc around you. And then there's another skill that's also easy to get that lets you mind control two orcs per streak. So then all it comes down to by the end is one, two, three, four, five, take two out. One, two, three, four, five, take two out. One, two, three, four, five. And then while you do this, you're getting more orcs on your side that make it go even faster. The, the best moments I had with it were toward the, the the beginning of the game. I think it was the first War Chief I fought. That was fun because I was pretty outmatched at that point. I didn't upgrade many of my abilities at all. So I really felt like I was getting chased by a horde of orcs and that I was hopelessly outnumbered and I, I was watching your stream, I think, the moment that you're talking about right now where one you go for one War Chief and then like five more show up. Yeah, and like every so time cool. one shows up, you're going like, oh dear. And you're having to like run away from this. It's literally a horde of orcs. Like it was like there were probably like 50 of them yeah. uh, which is cool and it's a fun moment and like it's legitimately like like you will get you will die definitely mm-hmm. if you try to fight them like you have to run away um but then towards the end of the game you can pretty much fight any number of orcs you want and and and, and live but again like you have to go into it with the right mindset of mm-hmm. saying like okay i want to complete this mission without alerting guards if I can or whatever, you know, like I want to get as close to the, I want to assassinate the orc chief without just fighting my way to him. And, and if you, if you self-impose challenges like that, it's that's like Far Cry three. A lot of people fucking hate Far Cry three because they just say, Oh, it's the same boring shit, laboring out outpost after outpost. Well, that's because you're not, you're not making it fun for yourself. You have to like go to an outpost and say, okay, I have to do this without setting off the alarm. And then it becomes fun. Or, I want to do this with just a sniper rifle or something like that. Like make it fun for yourself. Don't, don't just games. Don't have to just be complete. The objective. No, I have to like, be told exactly how to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, like metal gear. Uh, if you play metal gear just to get to the end, I don't know. You'll probably still have quite a bit of fun with it, but like that game gives you a multitude of ways to get around guards and they're all entertaining in their own little ways. You can put a magazine down on the ground and the guard will come over and read it and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's that's what makes those games really interesting and fun. If you just go through using the the sleeping dart on every single guard, oh god, you're you're not going to have the same experience. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's Metal Gear is one of those stealth games where it's actually fun to occasionally be lethal because there's so many yeah. tools at your disposal that you you don't want to limit yourself. Um. I think we're winding down here. Uh, let's see. There's a question to me about when are, when are you when are you guys and Cricken going to team back up? Which I'm pretty sure is a joke question, or I hope is one. But I, I mean, there's there's I, I don't know. Cricken's at at school right now, and 
will be for a while, obviously, because he's at a university. So he's he's not playing a lot of video games with any of his friends. Um, and I don't know. I, we, we just haven't done a lot together recently. I don't know if we will again. Yeah, and I've Whatever. never said a word to the guy, so <laughs> I don't know what, what yeah. you mean by you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't keep my fingers crossed or something. I, I don't know uh, about it, but whatever there's no there's no ill feelings between me and Kraken or anything uh would far cry 3 be a better game it forced me to move which usb slot my mouse is in i don't know <laughs> well would i th- oh is that is that a far cry 4 thing no i think he's making a psychomantis reference oh right 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 about moving the i thought he was making it there was a uh there was a glitch in far cry 4 where if you had an xbox controller in i think the game would crash like really yeah like it was a really stupid really bad glitch um i think they fixed it in like one of the first patches but still uh but yeah that's psycho Manus. yeah uh i don't know i wish more games were as creative as metal gear games god damn uh, metal gear kind of metal gear really did spoil me a lot and like every time i play a modern video game after having played metal gear not that metal gears are like perfect games but they 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 think so far outside of the box and, oh, yeah. and 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 there's so few games willing to to do that kind of thing now. That's what I loved about uh, Rhythm Doctor to to bring up a running theme in our podcast. Rhythm Doctor I, again, not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it because this really is kind of a spoiler. I think it's better if you experience this for yourself. But you get to that first boss fight and like they they were very creative with it they went outside of what you need to go out like with a with a rhythm game like they they spent a lot of time to make that really interesting and unique and yeah good for them yeah if any anything that defies expectations is is just interesting more interesting for it and so yeah i don't even know what the point was for that but I don't know. It would, yeah. it would be. It wouldn't fit Far Cry to have like a change your port thing. But if there was some oh, well, stuff that was super unique, like if we want to talk about the um, the secret ending, do, is that kind of common knowledge right now? And does that sort of count as a spoiler? Or should I've we heard keep it vague? It. Okay, uh, keep it vague. Okay, so keeping it vague, there is a way within the first fifteen minutes to trigger an ending to the game. It's kind of cool. It's hard to oh, stumble on. Oh, I did on. hear about that. It's yeah. hard to stumble on, but if you do a certain thing in a very specific way and don't do what it basically tells you to do or implies for you to do, then the game will end, and it's a different ending. It kind it's, of ties up the story, too. And the from, what I've heard, from what I've heard, it's basically it's something you would never do in a video game, but it's something you would obviously do in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that is totally Metal Gear. Like That is, that is straight up kojima alley but uh yeah I, far cry 4 and far cry 3 all the all the far cry games for that matter have done actually they i think they're given a little less credit than they're deserved for they do some stuff that that does fall pretty far outside of the box like mm-hmm. far cry 2 is you had malaria in far cry 2 and you had to take pills to keep it away which was annoying you as to, hell but annoying as hell like I'm, I'm not saying it was a great game mechanic but they they tried to do something interesting and i do think it was interesting uh that i like that game despite itself uh almost because of some of the most annoying features i i, I do like that malaria thing as annoying as it is the first time i died of malaria in that game i was like all right that was, that's kind of cool actually um but it, it, 
all those games do like Far Cry 4 has like the dream sequences Far Cry 3 has some dream sequences that, are, that get pretty crazy and um, so yeah the, nobody should say that those games aren't trying to, to be creative at least a little bit but um, I, I do wish video games are such a perfect uh, vehicle for creativity like you can you you're you're your audience is is interacting with what you are creating like that is the highest level of like of 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 immersion that you can get and uh i i feel like we aren't taking advantage of that nearly as much as i mean i know we aren't taking advantage everyone knows that we aren't taking advantage of that as much as we can but uh i i i I hope i hope we get i hope we get more of it yeah definitely um i i don't think there's any any more questions really uh looks like those yeah we, we we got basically everything every real question <laughs> yeah uh there was one question actually we missed that was a totally legitimate one about handhelds which we can just knock out really quickly actually because i don't want to oh, oh. it was a very legitimate question oh, i didn't see it yeah oh, uh, they... by jamal yeah okay so the question is how do you guys feel about handhelds on the market have favorite games on the Vita or 3ds so do you own either of these nope Okay, well, I don't own a Vita, but I own a 3DS, and there are a few standouts on it. There's um, Fire Emblem Awakening, Smash 3DS, obviously, and um, there's some other stuff, too. I forget what... Um, the Bit Trip release, Bit Trip Saga, that was pretty good on um, 3DS. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff that's just slipping my mind right now, but those are the major standouts. It's 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 a good platform. And then it's also good to catch up on just some older DS releases like Rhythm Heaven. So yeah, yeah, that's it's good. It's a good system. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of games on handhelds that I really want to play and can't because they're on handhelds. Uh, but I, I just, I, I would never play video games in a capacity where I have to where I'm out and about, where I need a handheld yeah, to play them. Yeah. Um, so I never feel like the purchase is worth it. And, and, and most of the good games, most of the games on handhelds that, that I don't want to say most, but a lot of handheld games are ported to PC in some way. And, and, um, or, or at least emulated <laughs> or the, or the other way around, actually most like Vita games are PC ports or ports from PC rather. Um, but, uh, especially with, after their announcements, last weekend where like most of their Vita announcements I think were PC indie ports which is fine but uh, yeah I, I don't know if I could just justify a purchase when I'm never going to go outside with a handheld video yeah. game console um, so yeah let's let's uh yes I think Chivalry deserves more recognition but I don't think it's a fantastic game but I love that game um, anyway let's wrap it up because this could go on forever um uh I don't know. Any closing comments? Are, are we going to do this next week? Uh, I don't know. I think it went well. It might be a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I would say let's let's not get people's hopes up. We're we're not necessarily going to do this every week, mm-hmm. but I'd say we'll do it when we can yeah. or when we feel like it because uh, I think it's fun. We had a lot of viewers. We had a lot of people interacting, and so yeah, yeah, fun stuff. That's good. Um, we'll we'll do it again sometime at least. Uh, maybe next week even. We'll see. Uh, but for now. See you later. Uh, This has been Push a Shot Episode 8. Tune in next week. See ya. Bye.